Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along. There's a lot of racing this weekend. I'll guarantee you that if you put all of them together, they won't be as exciting as what we're going to next. It's Edemistu Mazda MX-5 and it's live. The E-Day Mitsu Master MX-5 Cup, presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. Beautiful day at VIR for the second of two races for Ida Mitsu MX-5 Cup, presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. Hello, everybody, uh, and welcome along to our feature Sunday coverage it's great to be with you from the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. It's John Heindorf and Shay Adam. We are in the uh, south of Virginia, close to the uh, county line, actually, the state line, excuse me, uh, with a three and a quarter mile circuit to test our team's drivers and BF Goodrich tyres this weekend. You know, this has not really changed at all since it was laid down. It's a proper circuit. It requires proper engineering and real driving from real race car drivers. Turn one, good overtaking opportunity, maybe into turn 12. And there are plenty of places uh, as well uh, that can, uh, can initiate some problems. I said this was the second of two races this weekend. We had one race yesterday and it was an absolute cracker. Hidden Fastnack on pole position for the Sword Racing number 15 car. Got into the apex at the first corner pretty well. A little bit of a contact behind him that sent some cars onto the green grass. They would then have to fight back through. Problem for the number 21 of Bruno Cagliero. Full course caution for him. We'd already lost John Jordan and... Celine Rolan enjoying Atanasio in that early incident. Jared Thomas got hit on the restart. Bryce Cornet made contact. And then Jared Thomas got hit as well. He's the championship leader. And the big blow up as well. Massive news for the championship. That was another full course. Caution for Bryce Cornet. Spin for the number 80, Ethan Tyler. Rossi Lee had an incident. He got hit by his teammate, Aaron Johnson. And that rather ruined his morning yesterday. Tyler Gonzalez went on to pass the 72 of Connor Zilic for the lead on the last lap. I told you there was plenty of excitement. And he went on to win. That was half a lap from the end. The top three separated well by virtually nothing at all with Gonzalez, Zilic and Gresham Wagner coming through in first, second and third. 
Shea Adam, that kept us on our toes. Shea Adam joins me, uh, veteran broadcaster of uh, Le Mans 24 hour coverage, as well as here on the IMSA package. It has had some repercussions, Shea, as to what we're going to see as far as the uh, the lineup, the grid order is concerned here. Yes, it has, John. We've lost two cars from yesterday. No Bruno Carniero or Bryce Cornier. As of yesterday's race result, we have Woody Hyman and Chris Noon starting from the back of the pack. New engines in both of those cars. And yesterday's race winner, having not set a decent time in qualifying, starts 24th on the grid. And also a shout out for Alex Bashura starting in his best ever starting spot of fourth. It's a lot to watch out for. Uh, that's Shea Adam in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre here. So the lights are out on the Mazda MX-5 safety car. Get everybody lined up, and I'll run you down the first couple of rows. So it is in Fastnacht on the front row with Connor Zilic and Bryce Corney and Gresham Wagner, Alex Petura, Glenn McGee, and Jared Thomas make up the next couple of drivers, Aaron Johnson, and then. Fifth row, Max Opalski and Matt Dirks. Watch Matt Dirks. As in that number 76 car, expect to see him take off very quickly indeed. 45 minutes on the clock. Three rookies at the front of the field. Four in the top ten. It's a good crop of newcomers. Oh, there's a little bit of bumping and barging there. Looked like the 72 of Conor Zilic was being pushed from behind as we go green. And the clock starts now. Down towards the first corner then. Conor Zilic in the red, white and black machine to driver's left. Will he be able to sweep around the outside or will the Paul Sittner in the 15 be able to hold on to it in fast enough for McCombie McElia Racing? Has held on to the lead through to turns two and three. Zilic in second, Wagner already in the multicoloured car, the green, orange and black car, up into third position. Or holding onto his third position, should I say. Bashura for Spark Performance, in behind his teammates, so third and fourth for Spark Performance. Glenn McGee in the white car, JTR. That's Jared Thomas racing ahead of his team leader. So a couple of pairs of cars from the same team. They go up the climbing S as the snake for the first time of asking. Once again, Aidan Fastnacht, Fast Hands Fastnacht as we call him yesterday, got a little bit of a dink and was very impressive in holding the car. Start being looked at by race control, not, un, uh, not unusual that. May have been somebody just jumping out of line further back. I have to say I didn't see anything. Shea, Adam, did you pick anything up from uh, what I, you saw at the start? I did, John. We had Rossi Lee sticking way out at the beginning of the race in the gold number 48 machine. He jumped out of line very early on, but the bigger concern was Glenn McGee, who got moved way back on the start. So that's the one that we will be looking at.
So coming down to finish off the second lap. Top three, holding position. Across the line, we've got six cars. This is the usual in Itamitsu Mazda MX-5. The Hickson Motorsport machine of Connor Zilic literally pushing the leader across the line. Out of line behind them, Jared Thomas in the red car with the yellow rollover hoop. He nipped out of line early. Alex Pachura also with a yellow rollover hoop, but that's the white car. Red rollover hoop for the uh, 33 of Alex Pachura, excuse me. Now that is the white, uh, the grey car with the red rollover hoop. Then Aaron Johnson in the 24. Oh, Hickson 87 going slow for Celine Roland. Not a good day for Celine yesterday, Shea, and it looks like no. it's not a good start again today. No, exactly, John. And Celine Roland, who is the only veteran on the Hickson Motorsport team, he still sits fourth in the championship after yesterday, but his fellow championship rivals have pulled a gap on him, so not good. He needs to keep his head down and focus forward if he wants a shot at coming within the top three of the championship. One person who is also very interested in this championship is Gresham Wagner sitting back there in the third position. He's now within 95 points of the overall lead as Joey Atanasio, who again had a bad race yesterday, has spun earlier on in the lap. Oh, and he's got damage. Damage to the rear of the car. The whole of the rear bumper has come awry. And that's because he's been off the circuit. I think he did that and he's owning that... Uh, sat in black 51 car ah also near the scene of the crime though rossi lee for spark performance in the gold car with the white rollover hoop oh there's a big big slide for jared thomas in the number 96 car he's the championship leader he cannot afford another bad result here came in with a handy lead an extensive lead but with just two races to go He's not, he's, this has got to be his worst weekend of the year so far for JTR and Jared Thomas. Well, the problem, John, is that his worst weekend came at Road America as he actually got sideways under braking at the top of roller coaster, got into Aaron Johnson, managed to recover, but his lead, which was more than 200 points, is now down to 95, and he's come into the pit lane. So this is terrible news for the championship leader in car number 96. That was at Oak Tree. A moment, though, for Tyler Gonzalez. The 51 car was the one who kept it wide. Joey Atanasio is out of his car, and we go to full course caution once again. So this is almost a repeat of yesterday with untidy first couple of laps and Atanasio's not happy, is he? You can see by his body language, he's waiting to have a little bit of a word with somebody. The Max Motorsport number 43 Mazda shakes his head as he walks off uh, into the infield area by the Liberty course. Oh my goodness, mate. I bet you're pleased you don't have to stick a microphone under his nose right now and have a word with him. <laughs> Very much so. Remember yesterday, he was absolutely disconsolate, leaning on the trunk of his car in the pit lane. He came into this race still sixth in the championship after being fifth from yesterday previous. This is going to drop him out of the top 10 potentially. So Atanasio, rightfully so, is angry. Let's see who he points at. Yeah, that might be a clue. Well, he, he, I think this is really good work by the rescue crew, the MR safety crew and the rescue crew. They've sort of taken his attention. They're telling him to get away. He's looking 
Well, that looked to me as though it was the number 89 that he was remonstrating with there. Justin Piscatel, very distinctive light blue car with the yellow wheels. Uh, and yeah, it's him. Justin um, pointedly not looking in that direction there. <laughs> See, where by. But he's clearly, that's the blame that's been placed on him by Joey Atanasio. The rapid response, Porsche Cayenne, IMSA AMR safety team have come to give the young man a lift. Come on, you can't be walking around on the infield. Let's get you back into, into the circuit. Very good, very good indeed. Really good work by all of the safety workers there to, to just bring the situation down about three or four or five notches. Atanasio clearly not happy at the original incident car now out on the side of the circuit but wandering back even under full course yellow wandering back towards the side of the track understand he wants to get his point across to the driver that he feels was responsible for his misfortune but i think that's really really good work by everyone concerned there just piscatel with uh, the left indicator of the left trafficator going on that Kyle just have knocked the the stalk. Team will tell him on the radio. Perhaps those two won't be sitting together, Shea Adam, at the end of season banquet. I reckon. Well, I I can let you know, John, when that comes around at uh Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta in just a few weeks time but I'm interested in oh no Jared Thomas has come back into the pit lane once again I was going to say I'm interested to watch the two cars at the back of the field Jared Thomas and Chris Noon's former teammates both have races not going as they wanted to from the start they would be able to work together if Jared can get back out but if he can't, that's going to be 25th place points, which means that we will be leaving with a new points leader and potentially Connor Zilich, 210 points behind Jared Thomas. He could jump that gap too. Yeah, and, and we should say, well, let's just have a wee look and see if we can work out what was going on. Well, there was two incidences. The 24, Aaron Jansson with a, a little clip on the number 33 of Alex Matura, I think. Uh, oh. and, and then Jared Thomas came on the scene. It didn't look like too big a knock, but quite clearly they're worried about the rear suspension on that car. Sure, you have to explain the point situation because over 200 points for many series uh, around the world, that would sound like a, a, an insurmountable gap, but th there's quite a lot of points on offer per race and per race weekend here for Idemitsu Master MX-5. Yes, correct. It's 350 points for the win, 10 points for fastest lap, 10 points for pole position, and 10 points for most laps led. Now, 350 for the winner, 320 for second, 300 for third, and it gets to a point where the top five have a 20-point interval. It's 10 points for each position further back. So Jared Thomas in the 25th position right now is looking at potentially 50, 60, 70 points on the day, whereas Connor Zilich in second would get 320. And the points differential coming into this race was what for Jared Thomas, who's out of the pits, by the way, albeit with a rather pre-loved looking MX-5 at the moment. I mean, he had a huge lead coming in, but he didn't score well yesterday. 
No, correct. And it meant that uh, Gresham Wagner finished third in yesterday's race, close to within 95 points oh, of Jared my. Thomas, meaning that, that if things stay the way they are, Wagner is going to leave this round his championship leader. And remember, he knows how to win a championship. He did it last year and walked away with a check for a quarter million dollars. And if he was to do that, Gresham Wagner, for spark performance, he would be the first back-to-back uh, -back champion, no champion in the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup or its previous iterations, actually, has ever defended uh, a championship win the following year. Never yeah. been a back-to-back -back champion. And I don't think there's even been a two-time champion no, in thought, this series, John. As I was saying that, Shay, I was just thinking to myself, I'm not even sure we've had a double champion. <laughs> Although we have plenty of champions in the field, uh, we, yes. don't, we don't have Michael Carter this weekend. Uh, Michael Carter Enterprise, the 0-5, that car not here. Um, Michael and his dad deciding to sit this one out. Uh, we hope to see them back at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. But uh, normally we have, what, two, three former champions and uh, some other uh, champions in terms of the scholarships as well in the field. Yes, we have Aaron Johnson. And, uh, well, normally we would have, I think, four or five in terms of people who have received money cash money from Mazda and decided to come run in this championship. We've got many former champions running across the weekend. We've had Kenton Cook on site this weekend. Uh, Robbie Foley, who won back in the Skip Barber MX-5 days. He, of course, races in the WeatherTech Championship. Stephen McAleer, team owner in this championship, also racing in WeatherTech. So it's nice to see that the latter series does work, but that's not what this championship is about. It's a destination, not a stepping stone. And that's why you get people like like Gresham Wagner, like Michael Carter, like Brian Ortiz, even at the beginning of the year, who win the money and they decide to stay and play because it pays to play out here. The incident involving Joey Atanasio in the 43 as his car comes back on the rollback and it would appear to be the 43 car that uh, the stewards want to have a look at. Uh, excuse and me, the 36. 43 and the 36 uh, that oh. the stewards. So that would be David Starb, slipstream performance. Now that is another blue car, but I'm yep. fairly I'm fairly certain that it was Justin Piscatel that was attracting the ire of Joey Atanasio. Uh, but yep. that one's going to be reviewed post race. Already had a look at the incident between Jared Thomas and the number 33, Alex Batura, at the top of the roller coaster. That has been reviewed. No further action taken uh, on that one. Uh, oh, and we have an incident involving cars 96 and 33 as well. Jared uh, Thomas and Alex Batura. Yeah, so that was in the uh, same part of that. Uh, uh, that has been reviewed. No action, should I say. Yes, confirming that reviewed post race the other one but i'm i'm pretty certain that uh well maybe joy in the heat of battle and still hadn't quite calmed down um picked the wrong light blue car because david starb in the slipstream performance car runs the 36 that's another uh, lighter blue car lights are off on the mx5 safety vehicle and we're still 31 and a half minutes to go it will be up to aiden fastnack to bring the remaining 25 cars back to a green flag. He checks his speed going down the hill through the roller coaster section. And this is helpful for all the guys who 
are trying to catch back up to the field, which they have done now. And back to the green flag. Fast knack then with Connor Zilic right up his master tailpipes there. The red and white car barely visible as they come across the line. Gresham Wagner, maybe a car's went length further back with Aaron Johnson in the 24. That's the white, white car with the red stripes on the hood. But round the outside, Sam Paley in the metallic blue car with the white roll hoop now making his presence felt last year's Rookie of the Year for McCombe McAleer Racing. Restarted in fifth, already up to fourth. Going into turn three. Wall of Champions on the right-hand side. Claimed a lot of big names in stock cars back in the day. That corner, hence its nickname. Well, it's a pretty clean start as they may have cursed that of course as they head up through the snake and up through the climbing S's again underneath the bridge and off goes the 32 I did curse it very sorry Chris Noons in the pink and white car formidable racing he was right in the back of the field Jared Thomas has gone by him so that's possibly a few more points for Jared Thomas that's maybe 10 more points these could all be crucial by the time we get to the final race of the year in a few weeks time at Michelin Raceway Road Atlantashire Yep, and they frequently are. And right now, all of the bonus points from today's race are going the way of Aiden Fastneck, the young man leading the way in car number 15. I spoke with Stephen McAleer this morning. He said we did a really good job to finish fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, but none of those are trophy positions. And wow, it was a big hit for Chris Noons as he was going around the outside of a blue car. I didn't catch which one that was. Was it Michael Staub? I think it was Michael Staub in the, in the uh, number 37. Uh, and it was that wheel to wheel contact that flicked the Chris Noon's formidable racing car up in the air and very fortunate that there's plenty of runoff here it's grass so you can't use it with alacrity which is something I love about this track uh, 37 and 32 under review and the 37 is indeed the Litwin Molly blue and black car well that was going from 4 into 5 you can't get two Mazdas through there no doubt. Meantime, front of the field, Gresham Wagner has pushed through. And again, Aiden Fastnack has chosen the wrong line on the front straight. We saw this with him yesterday. And he's gone from the lead down into fifth position as uh, Gresham Wagner chose Connor Zilic and pushed him through to the lead. He's followed him through into second. And it's Sam Paley now in third. It's like the Aaron Johnson car's right up there as well. That's the number 24, uh, but the, it's the Thomas Annunziata run Hickson car, the number 10, that's the other white car in there in fourth position. So he's picked his way through the carnage as well. Good run by Thomas there. Yeah, a rookie who is up for the Mazda scholarship, the grassroots scholarship at the end of the year, coming in, dipping his toes into the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup Championship, much like we saw from Connor Zilich last year, who currently leads the race. Connor was the recipient of a $110,000 scholarship. That's what Thomas wants. And so far, so good. One spot out of the podium in his first ever weekend. That's Shea Adam with me, John Hindorf in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre through Oak Tree. We are not even halfway through this race. As ever, plenty of incident accidents described earlier on as... Uh, reliably exciting and excitingly random racing uh, 
And, <laughs> and, and, and I'll add to that brilliantly entertaining as well. Here comes Anunziata, the white car down the inside. Sam Paley just holds onto his line at the top of the roller coaster. First, second, third, and fourth. You could pretty much put an easy up over the top of them at the moment. And Anunziata has made that work. That was a very brave maneuver. Well, this is a man that is new to the championship. And if this is what we're expecting to see from him next year, when presumably Shea, because he hasn't done a full championship, he'll still be categorized as a rookie. I'm already marking him down with this kind of racecraft and this kind of, of brilliant pace. I'm already marking him down as a contender for 2023. <laughs> Long way to go in this race yet, John. And Sam Paley already fighting back around the outside to reclaim the third position as they go into turn one. It is Zilich ahead of Wagner and Paley with the Nunziata dropping back to fourth. But Aiden Fosnacht is right on the tail of Sam Paley, the teammates working together to try and move back up through the field as Aaron Johnson has joined the party in the number 24. And now we've got an eight-way car battle for the lead. Coming down to 26 minutes to go. And we are still seeing the usual scraps in the midfield. Aiden Fasnacht pulls out of line on Sam Paley. The dark grey or black car behind the metallic blue. Top four maybe just pulling away from in fifth position, Aaron Johnson. Just watching Celine Roland coming through the field in that pink Hickson Motorsports number 87. That's been a good comeback from him again, fighting his way back through. Uh, Jensen Altman in the pink 13, excuse me. Celine Roland in the 87, just a couple of cars further ahead. Uh, but uh, Jensen just taking a, a position there as I was uh, trying to talk about someone else, and then his car took my eye at Oak Tree, side by side for the lead. Gresham Wagner now decides, having pushed Connor Zilic to the lead, it's time for him to take over at the front. Wagner, yep. Zilic, Paley, Atanasio back into fourth position. And then behind them, it's the two white cars. The white car with the red on it is Jansom for Spark Performance, then Thomas Anunziata for Hickson Motorsport. And everybody else behind them are still in touch, led by the silver, yellow and purple car of the 87 of Celine Roland. So that has been a good drive back by uh, Celine Roland. There's a little gap forming uh, behind Jensen Altman, I think, but I, I suspect that'll close up pretty quickly as we come down to half distance. Fastest lap of the race, by the way, so far, Jean Jodouin. For McCubby Magalia Racing in the number 39, 208-110. He's bottled it all up from yesterday. John didn't get very far in race number one, so clearly he's been saving up all of his fast juices for today's race. Gresham Wagner, though, back to the lead, surprises me not at all. The defending series champion realizes that 10 points makes a big difference, and he wants to lead the most laps in this race. Keep an eye, though, right now we've got two cars of serious interest. Yesterday's race winner, the number 51, Tyler Gonzalez, already back up in the 10th position. He's charging hard. The other driver, Justin Piscatel, who was potentially involved with that Joey Atanasio uh, thing earlier on, well, he was certainly given the blame for it by Joey. <laughs> he has just gone purple in sector one, so he's looking to steal the 10 points for fast lap. Chris Nunes and... 
The 37 of Michael Starb will be looked at after the race. That's another incident. Our race stewards are going to be quite busy post-race. So, I, as ever, I, I always say that the results are provisional. They're exceedingly provisional today, particularly at the bottom <laughs> end of the field. Bit of bump drafting through the corners there. On the straight, I don't think that's an issue. You've got to be very careful making contact with the driver in front of you when they've got any steering lock applied. It was outlawed on the high banks of Daytona earlier on in the year. Fine in the straightaways, but down the corners, in the straights, but in the corners, it was an absolute no-no. So watch out for any warnings coming there. You expect a little rubbing in this because these cars do make a big haul in the air. Gresham Wagner for a moment took the fastest lap of the race, but now it goes to Tyler Gonzalez via about everybody else in the top 10 as they went across the line that time around. Wagner and Zillish just pulling away a tiny bit. No, Paley's hanging on to them. Then there's the little gap back to Fasnak. Another gap to the chasing group, which is now headed by Thomas Anunziata. So this is building up nicely, and we have now gone into the second half of the race. Shea Adam. 21 minutes and 45 seconds left to go, and we have any one of, well, the top 17 cars that could come away with the victory. I'm looking at Jared Thomas right now. He's clawed his way back up to the 16th place, but hasn't yet been able to get around three rookies ahead of him. So we'll have to wait and see what Jared can do. It's interesting to watch the coexistence between Gresham Wagner and Connor Zillis right now, because those are the two cars trying to fight up to Jared Thomas in the championship battle is... Wow, Tyler Gonzalez passes with ease as around uh, Matthew Dirks on that section of the lap, but well before Oaktree. I think Gonzalez is putting on another charge to the front of the field, John. His, he, he, the way he judged the race yesterday uh, was outstanding for me. A uh, couple of interventions from the MX-5 safety car yesterday. We've had one today already, but there's still an element of, of working the tyres. It isn't anywhere near as hot as it was uh, yesterday, particularly on the track. Uh, 93 Fahrenheit here, four wide, going into the top of the roller coaster. I try not to get too excited every time I see that because that really is standard. Any long straight that you have with Edomitsu Mazda MX-5, they will fan out at the end of it because these cars do make such a big haul in the air. Over-top cars uh, are not particularly aerodynamic efficient, aerodynamically efficient, and you add the roll cage onto that, and it's really disturbing a lot of air. If you can get right in behind the car in front, you're in that big haul that's being made there, and that's what Tyler Gonzalez is doing now as he tries to go up the inside of Celine Roland into the first corner, and he makes that look very easy indeed. There's a touch! for Gonzalez from the inside. I think that was Aaron Johnson who touched him as Gonzalez was trying to go up the inside of Celine Roland. Behind him, Tyler Gonzalez just clipped the rear quarter panel. White car coming down the inside. Oh, that was a hopeful run. Got a little nudge from uh, Thomas Annunziata as well, but that was post the hit with Tyler Gonzalez. I'm not going to say that was a low percentage lunge, but that number 24 car there, Shea, was coming from a very long way back on a very tight line into the first corner, and Tyler Gonzalez will not be happy about that because his pass looked pretty clean on the 87 of Celine Roland. 
Yep, and I will say that uh, race control is investigating it, so we will wait to cast any sort of judgment. But while all that was going on, Connor Zilich put in the fastest lap of the race. So there's 10 points towards him as Gresham Wagner continues to lead. And Aiden Fastnacht now onto the back of that leading quartet as he has made it. He's looking for redemption, getting his first ever, ever pole position yesterday. His second ever, ever pole position for today's race. That's 10 points per race. Great, fine and dandy. But it's 350 for winning the race. And that is what Fastnacht wants. Looks like Fastnacht's got the same sort of single car speed as Tyler Gonzalez had yesterday. If you remember, Tyler bridged the gap on his own to the leading group and then made that stunning last half lap pass and held on for the lead. Well, he's going to have to do an awful lot now in 18 minutes as he has dropped down into... Well, I reckon he's dropped down outside the top 10 now. We'll check it as he comes across the line here as the top four go through. Wagner, Zilich. The blue car is Paley. The dark grey and black car. McCombie McAleer are racing. The next group is headed by Anunziata. Then Max Zapalski getting in on the act in the number two. Copeland Motorsport. Then Aaron Johnson, Matthew Dirk, Celine Roland, Jensen Altman on the in the top ten. How far did Tyler Gonzalez... Ah, Tyler Gonzalez has pitted. Tyler Gonzalez has pitted. So perhaps more damage to that car than we thought after the off-road excursion at Turn 1. And there is the Copeland Motorsport car, Shea Adam, in the pit lane. They're looking at that right rear. That's where the contact was, Shea. Yep, and incident responsibility has been given to car 24. So Aaron Johnson needs to make a drive-through for the pit lane to serve that penalty. I'm also wondering though, John, if Tyler Gonzalez realizes he's not going to win this race and you save the car for the next race weekend at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta because Tyler Gonzalez was not within the top 10 of championship points coming into this race, even after his third win of the season. Yeah, it's all about race wins for him now, isn't it? That is fair. But collecting points, Shea, and getting yourself into or further up the top 10 is... The cash payments go down to 10th position in the overall uh, championship. And uh, Tyler Gonzalez was uh, with those Outside three of wins, the top 15. He, uh, was he? Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought he was a bit closer than that. No, no. He missed a race weekend. Uh, I believe it was the one at Road America, the last weekend out before this one. So he had chosen to forfeit his spot in this championship already, meaning all he wanted to do was win. win. And that's yeah. all he was aiming for. BF Goodridge tyre on the right rear on the grass from Gresham Wagner as he came down the roller coaster. He had a little top tap at the top of the hill from Connor Zilich and they've broken away from Sam Paley who has got a couple of cars lengths on Aidan Fastnacht. Connor Zilich, best of the rookies, sitting in second with last year's champion right ahead of him and right ahead of them. Tyler Gonzalez has come out of the pit lane and he's going to be right from the leaders and there's a touch between first and second. Connor Zilich decides not to take advantage and go through, but that's allowed Sam Paley and Aiden Fastnack to go through. Well, that was sort of, that was a sort of uh, automatic reparation there by the number 72 driver, Connor Zilich. Made a mistake on the brakes, just gets in a little bit deep and fantastic save by Gresham Wagner. 
I have no doubt that Conor Zilic could have gone through there, but much like you see in remote control racing, he didn't take the advantage. He's hoping that that will exempt him from a drive-through penalty. The problem is, of course, that it did cost the leader two places. Very good heads-up driving from Sam Pearley and Aidan Fasnack then to go through. So Aidan Fasnack now the best of the rookies. Rookies in second and fourth, and that four-car train heads up to Oak Tree with just under 15 minutes to go. Pearley appears to go wide, but that is the preferred line there. If you get a really good run into the first right-handed part of the Oak Tree hairpin, and you've got a car that's really talking to you and sling it up the inside there and do a bit of a block pass. The problem with that when you have a four-car train is that anybody behind you that takes the wider line will get a much better run on Madison Avenue, the back straight here. Here's Wagner trying to make up one of those positions and does so. Goes up into second for a moment, but Fastnack is holding on to his line as they go side by side and three wide down through the roller coaster. I don't think I've seen that before in any class of racing. Fastnack with the wheels on the grass on the right-hand side of his car somehow hung onto it and that'll really compromise his run down the front straight. That may make him a little bit vulnerable and this means that Sam Paley's got away as well. It was pretty clean at the top of the hill between Wagner in the white, green and orange car and the dark green black number 15. And for a moment, Connor Zilic was thinking of sticking the nose of his master in there as well. Wagner's got back through in a second after that exchange. And Sam Paley, for the moment at least, has a couple of cars lengths, but I suspect that that will come back. Indeed, it already has as they're going towards turn four. Another brilliant save coming down the hill, this time by Aidan Fastnack here, Adam. Yes, and the race control has looked at the incident and issued a warning to Connor Zilich for the incident responsibility okay. with Gresham Wagner. I'm not entirely sure if he checked up because he didn't want to go through or if he wasn't sure which way Gresham Wagner's car was going to come back across the track and didn't want to sustain any damage. But it's all null and void at this point is bleeding quartet. Back together once again. And remember, Sam Paley still looking for his first ever win in this championship. He was the rookie of the year last year with three second place finishes. Best finish so far this year. Only one podium visit for third that game at St. Pete. This could be a very good day for Sam Paley. I do think it was pretty smart driving by Zilic. If he'd taken the position after the bump, I think he was nailed on to get a drive through. But the fact that, number one, Connor. Uh, Gresham Wagner, excuse me, uh, made a magnificent save and he's still in the fight for the lead. And number two, he didn't take advantage of it. Oh, hello, that's one of the... Piscatel. Yeah, that is Piscatel that's gone off on the driver's right coming out of Oak Tree. The almost lilac car, another little Ooh. touch at the top of the hill. This time for Peely. Here comes the red car, the number 72 of Connor Zilic. Side by side with Fastnack in the darker number 15. Zilic through to second, but it was the little touch at the top of the hill between, I think it was, was it Fastnacht who had the little bump and run? Yes. Oh, well, I tell you Fast what it was. Fastnacht and Paley. Yeah, Paley cutting across there and not seeing the second car. Yep. I'm not sure I would call that on either of them, really. No. Nope. One, two, three wide into the first corner. Gresham Wagner will be the car that makes the overtake. Anybody counting the overtakes, by the way? Anybody? <laughs> uh, no, I can't count that high. No, absolutely. 
So coming into the last 10 minutes, and this top four are away by about three seconds. Thomas Anunziata for Hickson Motorsport leads the chasing pack for the moment. He and fellow rookie Max, Maxi Opalski for respectively Hickson and Copeland Motorsports have Jensen Altman once more running in the top 10. Let's hope Jensen can convert this last at uh, this top 10 finish this time. He was up as high as sixth yesterday for McCumbie McAleer Racing. He's got Jean Jodouin in, in the 39, his teammate behind him. Then Celine Roland in ninth. And Jared Thomas, the championship leader, has worked his way back up into 10th position. These are really important points here, Adam, for that number 96 car. And as Aaron just pointed out, yep, back into the top 10 means that he's back up within at least 150 points coming off of today's race. So it closes the gap that those leading, well, second and fourth place cars can close into him on this championship. It is going to get tighter, but it's not necessarily a Jared dropping back to third now. It's Jared dropping back behind Gresham Wagner in the championship. Share Adam and John Hindorf on the edges of our seats. What am I talking about? I've never sit down for these races. Standing and rocking backwards and forwards with the excitement here. Great pictures from our camera operators all around the circuit here at VIR. Thanks to them, plus our production crew at NASCAR Productions up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Get to see every single moment and so do you. No subscription, it's all free. Whether you're tuning in on IMSA, radio.com via the live video button, IMSA.tv or racer.com or any of our syndications around the world. I know this is one of the most popular of our races on the IMSA package this weekend. It was a cracker yesterday and this one is boiling up very nicely too. Just under 10 minutes to go and for a moment Fastnack has lost, lost a bit of pace. Fastnack last time around was a, almost two seconds slower than the cars ahead, second and a half at least, and he's dropping back now into the clutches of uh, Thomas Anunziata of Hickson Motorsports. And that is the battle for best rookie, by the way, uh, in this race. Anunziata himself has broken away just a wee bit uh, from, that looks like Jensen Altsman, who's up uh, he was in seventh. I reckon he's up to sixth now ahead of Max Opalski. Yeah, I wonder if the contact for Fastnacht with Sam Paley has broken something loose on the black number 15 machine. I thought the damage was going to be more severe to Sam Paley's car, but it appears not. His lap times are still good. And speaking of good lap times, ahem, Jared Thomas, championship leader, has just stolen back to 10 points for fastest lap of the race. Ah, right. So down into the last eight minutes. Shea Adam with me, John Hindhoff. Take a good deep breath now because you probably won't get a chance for another one. Sam Paley as they come up the final rise towards the top of the roller coaster, towards the end of the lap. Just a little bump on the back of the Hickson Motorsport number 72. We started off with probably seven or eight cars battling for the lead and a long trade. Then it went down to six. Then four, now it's three. And Aidan Fastnack is being caught. It is, it's like watching a Grand Tour cycle race. We see the breakaway and when you get tailed away and broken off that front group, the peloton catches you up and that's exactly what's happening 
with Aidan Fastnack. Anunziata, Altsman in sixth, Jean Jordan in seventh, Opalski down to eighth, Jared Thomas now in ninth, Celine Roland in tenth position. This is a fabulous drive back by Jared Thomas. He's really keeping himself in the championship run here. Trying to get along the inside of Max Opalski. He's done that. Now he's right in behind Jensen Altsman. Altsman in that uh, white and grey car. Has a little look of a pink car. It's got very thin pinstripe livery on the side. It's the number 13. And right behind him, the bright red with yellow roll cage signifies the man who was championship leader coming into this weekend. Well, what a drive this has been. Sometimes you've got to win from the front. And that looks good. Sometimes you've got to fight your way through. And sometimes you've just got to keep on it. Remember, that car with damage. Oh, and a touch on Altman, but that almost pushes him through into another position as he was right up with Anunziata there. But that's going to kill his pace down the Madison Avenue back straight. And that was a cheeky little bump and run by the number 96. That'll be having a look, look at as well down in race control. And Altman goes back two places. Does. And Celine Roland now right up behind Jared Thomas realizes that his championship aspirations are pretty much over with Jared Thomas staying ahead of him through the course of this race. Already a 415 point gap between them coming into the race. Oh, and Altman is nerfed off the track. Now that I think was Max Zapalski who was alongside. So just when I was saying that Jensen Altman had to convert that good position, he got himself at one stage up to sixth position again. That's two races in a row. And now he's outside the top 10. Really feel if Jensen could find a little bit better pace in qualifying and he started further up. He races so well, shit, um, but just doesn't seem to be able to nail the qualifying sessions. Yeah, qualifying definitely a weak link for Jensen Altman, who now is back in 15th place, but he does race really well. He also just has a lot of bad luck, and he doesn't stick his elbows out as much as some of these other competitors, like Jared Thomas, like Celine Roland, like the people who are used to being at the front of the championship. So there is a different quality of racing to Jensen, and hopefully he continues to grow and learn in this championship, and one day will be one of those championship contenders. The Sam Paley has retaken the lead from Connor Zilich. I'm not sure who's going to get the points for leading the no most clue. number of laps in this one. No clue. Uh, absolutely. It has been swapping and changing around. It's now down to who is going to give us the run to the line. Shea Adam, four minutes to go. I asked you this question yesterday. It was uh, two of the same drivers, I think, that we were talking about. Certainly Gresham Wagner, yes. he was in third as well uh, last time around. Then the second group uh, led by... That's Aiden Fastnack there. But of the top three, where would you want to be as we go into the last couple of laps? My answer is different today, John, because I would want to be Sam Paley. Never won a race in this championship with the opportunity to get it done here at Virginia International Raceway. I think Sam's going to do whatever it takes. 
Race Control has looked at the incident that we saw earlier on with Jensen Altman. Drive through penalty for Max Opalski, car number two. It's been a great drive today for Max for Copeland Motorsport. He's up into the second place, and there is a car smoking badly. It's Aiden Fasnack, and he's off the track. And he's going to, oh, he's done it. I was going to say he's going to hit the tyres. That is a masterful save by Fasnack. Two pull positions this weekend, and not really the hall of points that he was expecting or indeed hoping for after that but he's announced himself well we knew he had pace we've seen him drive through the field before now was that a mistake from Fasnak? oh he's got a problem he had a problem yep. that was i'm sure right that was front. part of the incident earlier on and he was i think he was actually trying to get out the way of everybody else with smoke pouring from the right front hub it would seem of his number 13 car, uh, excuse me, of uh, Aiden Fastnack's car, the 15 car, and there was a bit of a shamozzle down at turn one as well. Uh, that was, was the, that? well, that was the number 15. I'm pretty certain. Uh, Fastnacht was off on the backside of the course by the roller coaster. So who was off in turn one? Maybe Ethan Tyler in the All 80. Right. He's showing he's having dropped a lot of positions as well, John. Okay. Two minutes, so it'll be, uh, I think it'll be white flag next time around, won't they? Uh, yeah. They're doing about 2.08. They should get back to the line. So now it is Conor Zilic who has the big target on the back of his Hickson motorsport car. Oh, Wagner has speed. He Wagner certainly is does. looking at where to make a move. He certainly does. And John, Jared Thomas is up to fourth. How in the world did that happen? Uh, that's an extraordinary drive. <laughs> that is an absolutely extraordinary drive. Uh, that's drive of the day for me. Could easily have could easily have thrown the towel in with that damage. He was in the pits at one stage as well, wasn't he? Yes, at the beginning. He came into the pits, they tried to fix some of the damage, and then twice. he went back out on the track with Chris Nunes right in front of him. Yeah, he came in twice while the safety car was out, and that's great work by JTR. That's his own team, Janet, Jared Thomas Racing. To he get and that, his dad, Dave, running yeah, it. To get that car race ready again. All right. Step back from the edges of the track, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. We're into the final lap. <laughs> and it's go time for Gresham Wagner, who eases past Sam Paley on the first corner to put himself in a position to challenge and take a victory here. This has been a measured drive by, dare I say it, the veteran uh, of this group. Sam Paley just in his second year. Conor Zilic, rookie in this championship. Plenty of Mazda driving experience behind both of those two drivers as well, though it has to be said... It is Jared Thomas who came across the line in fourth position ahead of Celine Roland. And that's another good comeback drive as well for the 87 yes. Hickson driver. But it's all about who gets the big points at the front of the field. Jared Thomas, with that fourth position, may have just rescued his championship ambitions after what could have been a disastrous weekend. Now it's about who gets the big points. Gresham Wagner. I'm, I'm sure his team have been letting him know what Jared... Actually, maybe not. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've just left him to his own devices. Down Madison Avenue for the final time. He starts to get the draft now as they drop down the hill. 
all the way up through the top goes to the inside the left hand side he made the move nice and early to make sure Zilic knew he was there that's beautiful driving we've got three cars across the track as we come into the top of the roller coaster but Wagner goes wide couldn't quite get the crossover and here comes Paley looking for second position and then it's the long drag to the line second and third banging wheel archers the fenders were interlocked there it's going to be Zilic Zilic, the rookie for Hickson Motorsports, going to take the top prize and the top step on the box. Wagner will be second. Just mistimed his braking. He, I thought he pulled off a super manoeuvre there, but he just couldn't get the crossover and pull back in front of Zilic, who wins it from Wagner in second. Sam Peely is third. Now we wait to see. There goes Jared Thomas right in front of us. A brilliant drive back by Jared Thomas. Matthew Dirks converts fifth position, Celine Roland in sixth, Piscatel seventh, Smolevsky in eighth, ninth, Annunziata tenth, Jensen Altsman Jensen. comes back to tenth, well done, well I thought that was done and done Shea if I'm honest, that was really fair driving by Gresham Wagner because he didn't just slam the door on Kolozilic, he knew he didn't quite have the crossover uh, and I mean better to get second place than nothing but I still think that was really fair driving there yeah and for Gresham Wagner he did everything he could he finished on the podium for both races same for Connor Zilich both of them moving closer to Jared Thomas in the championship but Jared's drive today keeps him in the lead as far as the points are concerned also honorable mention for Laura Hayes who comes home in the 11th place she was running up into the top 10 for that last lap but Jensen Altman on a massive comeback drive to get up in the top 10 good driving from him today as well wow Wow, wow, wow. Connor Zilic then with a brilliant victory after a fantastic weekend as we wrap up our coverage. Tyler Gonzalez, yesterday's winner. No luck today. Joey Atanasio not happy about his race finishing. Seemed to think Justin Piscatel was involved in that. At the front of the field, the battles were hard at the back of the field people were sent flying Fastnacht didn't convert either of his pole positions Kolozilic gets the second race win of the weekend Gresham Wagner leads the points as we leave VIR bye-bye this program is a radio show limited production for more check imsaradio.com and subscribe to imsaradio wherever you get your podcasts